Welcome to Engage Strategies, the show that provides useful teaching activities, methods, and techniques as described by the teachers who have used them in their classrooms. Um, I'm Kelly Thayer. I am an English professor at a community college here in Florida. And I am Lauren Fletcher, and I am also an English professor at the same community college that Kelly teaches at. So Lauren Fletcher and I, we work a lot together, especially in our second level English composition course. And it kind of started with our desire to do something out of the box. So we kind of got bored with the same papers and the same issues of plagiarism because I felt like the topics that we were having our students write and explore were the same topics everybody else was writing and exploring on. And like it, legalizing it, marijuana. Yes. Which was all they want to write about. Or death penalty. Don't forget that one. Mostly legalizing marijuana in my class. <laughs> Just a lot of that. And I was like, I cannot read any. And they were all four. Yeah. Well, And I was yes. like, Cool. Yeah. That's good. I can't we, read any more of these. Yeah. So we had to think, what is something that we could have them do? A, that's meaningful to them, yeah. right? And then B, that's something that gets them outside of just the classroom. Because the four walls of the classroom, I think they think like learning starts and ends there. And that's not true at all. So we spent a lot of time thinking about um, service learning and how we can create a project that engages students and gets them outside of the classroom. Yeah. We knew we wanted to do service learning, but we didn't know what project we could do. We dated a lot of projects. We did. We, we kissed a lot of frogs. We broke up with a lot of them, too. As they Tell them have. about your bathroom project. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the first iteration, um, I had this great idea that we are going to uh, paint inspirational quotes on uh, bathroom stalls. Mm -hmm. So, like, inside, outside. And it actually stems from my own experience in one of the bathrooms here. Um, it's not an inspirational quote, but it's a quote. There's a picture, but um, I was like, we could do better than that, yeah. you know? Um, so I thought, that's a that's a great service project. Yeah, until, um, so Kelly's a big picture person. I'm more of the detail person. So I was like, well, that sounds cool and all, but um, we're going to be hanging out in the bathroom all semester. Yeah. And we're going to have male students in the women's room and female students in the men's room. And it just seemed like it could get real problematic. So Also, we didn't think out, there's 30 students in each of our classes. That's if cool. we combine that 60 students in one, in one bathroom. And then if somebody walks in while we're teaching a class in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> it, really weird. It, it got vetoed pretty quickly. And then we were going to paint benches on campus, but there were a lot of rules regarding how they had to look. And, and it wasn't going to allow our students any creativity. And we knew we wanted our students to have some autonomy in this process. So that was out. So we eventually came to, oh, well, I had a student yeah. who um, was sexually assaulted and came and shared that with me. And luckily on our campus, we have a lot of resources for students. Um who are going through something like that. So I was able to help that student, but I was really touched by her story. And um, we both, I think, were realized we were really both passionate about that issue. And mm -hmm. we wanted to do a project that had something to do with that. Yeah, well, and it was right after you had that student. I had yeah. one, and it, it just seemed like once one student came, we had two to three a semester yeah. almost. And I'm sure it has to do with our age and our gender that maybe they felt a little more comfortable yeah. to talk with us, which I... I absolutely am honored for them to share that yeah. with us. But we realized that this is something, A, that matters to them, and B, that something maybe we can create a conversation here at our college. And it wasn't being talked about on our campus. Not at all. Right. Not at all. So we had a, our end game, in a way. We kind of wanted to raise awareness of violence against women. There's this national project called the Clothesline Project, where it plays on the metaphor of airing out one's dirty laundry. And so Shirts are created in honor of uh, survivor stories. It doesn't have to be uh, a first-person account. It can be um, a loved one, a friend of a friend, something like that. You wouldn't believe how many people have yeah. first account stories, but also like the friend of a friend. So yeah. um, it kind of plays on that idea of 
of raising or creating a voice, empowering yeah. those survivors um, to feel like it's okay to speak up and and and, and voice what has happened to them. That and that's I'll, not something to be ashamed and of. And the visual impact of it is as as it goes on, you add to the project. So I think mm-hmm. at this point we have what over four hundred shirts. Yeah. So when you see that on campus and you see like this many people have been affected by this issue. I think it helps survivors see like they're not alone. And right. It, and just to give you some perspective, we started with 60. Yeah. And so, and we've only done this now for two years. Two years. Yeah. So it's, it's gone from 60 to 400 yeah. shirts. So that shows that this conversation was something that needed to happen here and people are very receptive of it. But we were teaching, this is like a, a second level composition class, argument and persuasion. And so we knew that we couldn't just throw this project on at the end of the class, be like, let's write about legalizing marijuana all semester, and then, hey, we're going to do this random project at the end. We knew we had to really reconceptualize the whole class, which is kind of a crazy way to do service learning. For the very first time, we redid our entire course. (laughs) Pre-build the whole course just for the project. But, you know, it really allowed us to take some risks that I think working together, we wouldn't have done otherwise. Yes. Um, because I think that we knew some things were going to fail. I mean, it's the first time developing this. It's the first time, time of having students do this. We knew there were some things that were going to fail. We just didn't know what. Yeah. But having each other as kind of the support network so that we could come back here and be like, man, that was not yeah. a good idea. It helped us give ourselves a little bit more grace when it came to yeah. putting trying those things out. But we knew, too, it was going to be a touchy subject to talk about. And we mm-hmm. knew like the very first day of class, we had to get them engaged and we had to start talking about this subject so that if there were students who wanted to drop, they could do that. Right. So we came up with this idea that we were going to do pick a side mm-hmm. and we put scenarios up on the board about related to sexual assault. We kind of started like, uh, you know, women's sports are not covered as much as men's sports. Is this because like a women's sports are just not as interesting or B, um, if, if they covered, the media it more. covered yes, women's sports more and more people would watch. And we literally make our students get up and like one side of the room is one answer. One side of the room is the other answer. And they have to pick a side. Yeah. And, like there's no hanging out in the middle. No. And even we pick sides. And so I kind of will pick like the, you know, non-PC answer on some of them and say like, I don't know why I think this. I need, to, you know, I right. realize I need to explore this more. And so I think it gives them permission to take some risk on that first day. But yeah. know that this is going to be the topic. And if they feel uncomfortable, then they can definitely take a more traditional class. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the ones that I always like go to the other side is who should pay on the first date, you yeah. know? And so I always play the devil's advocate. I'm like, well, I think the guy should. Yeah. And so then we always talk about, well, why? Well, in society, we tend to think that men should be the one pursuing relationships. Right. And so we talk about like what that pursuit in a relationship looks like and the repercussions of that. So it starts in a lighthearted way, but we easily bridge it to the more serious implications of it, right? So when a little boy hits a girl on the playground because he likes her. What happens when that grown boy hits a grown woman, right? And so we talk about what what we are taught when it comes to gender and relationships mm-hmm. and how that manifests when they are 18, 19, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So we start lighthearted. It's it's in the form of play, yeah. right? But in there are, it's, it's positioned in a way that we are starting the very serious conversations about their relationships and how they see themselves as men and women. Yeah. Um, and so I think that from the very beginning, yes, it is an engaging activity, but it also sets that precedent yeah. of, Yes, we are going to be talking about things, and you are expected to talk yes. about those things. You are, and you are expected to participate. Like, not participating is not an option. No one's allowed to sit during that activity. No, no. So then we move on to talk about um, 
we do a critical analysis and we look at gender in the media mm-hmm. and, and we kind of talk about like we watch some TED talk. We bring in a lot of media stuff. I think that helps, but we also let them bring in media stuff because their ideas of pop culture and our ideas oh of pop gosh. culture being. I learned so much I from know. them. I learned, I've learned what city girls are. It's city girls. It's a, it's a it's new a, band. It's a, well, I wouldn't wow. call it. It's a yeah. rap duo. Rap duo. Yes. Pretty, uh, they, they a little raunchy. rap about <laughs> millionaire, millionaire, Nope. Phalluses. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Anyways, you know? but they just bring in stuff and we let them do that. And they get a chance to teach us. They think yeah. it's hilarious because they also think we won't go there. Mm-hmm. And so w- one of the things that we show in class is Anaconda uh, by Nicki Minaj. And we show the video because it's so over-sexualized. But we also talk about how she, in a way, is playing up to the stereotype mm-hmm. of that kind of vixen, but then she's also pushing back. Yeah. So we have these really nuanced conversations about gender, but within the context of their texts, yeah. right, and, and their media. And so a lot of times, like, they'll bring in things that yeah. I don't I'm even like, know. Oh, I'm goodness. like, let's Google that. <laughs> yeah. And they think it's a hoot. Like, we've been invited to parties. Oh, yeah. You then know, to uh, homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get invited to We're all not going. Things. No. <laughs> I told them it was past my bedtime, and we don't like to drink when students are around. Yeah. Um, so we, um, I think that we've created that conversation where they feel comfortable yeah. and they enjoy sharing with us. We're not the sage on the stage. We're not the ones no, with all the, all. all the knowledge. And so I think that we've, from the very beginning, have created that conversation about um, leveling the playing field. And I think one of the, like, two of the things that we knew were really important for the project was uh, that students worked collaboratively because this project would not work without them collaborating. Um, and we knew they had to be engaged and they had to be accountable. And so we kind of started with those angles in mind and then mm-hmm. like did those throughout our assignment. So the collaboration piece, we get our classes together really early because they're going to be working on this project together. Right. So we actually... Second week, mm-hmm. we had them together. Yep. We watched a documentary um, called, what's it called? The Mask, the Mask You Live in. in. That actually talks about masculinity. That was one of the changes we made from the first iteration to the second iteration. Yeah. Uh, was we kind of started with violence against women, but I think some of the male students were like, whoa, like you're coming at me. And we realized we had to back it up even further and talk about how masculinity plays a role in that. Yeah. And so, um, that was a much smarter way to yeah. do it. It just, it allowed everybody a voice in that conversation yeah. where I think men sometimes don't feel like yeah. they can talk about quote unquote women's issues. Yeah. When we come from it, from a masculinity perspective, it allows everybody to see like, this is, this is an everybody issue. Yeah. Um, but with the collaboration piece, one thing that we do, we know we have this big project at the end, this clothesline project, and it takes, it's a week long project all hands on deck, but we have to promote it before that. So one thing that we have done, and I think it's probably, besides the project itself, I think it's the most successful Mm -hmm. piece of this, is we group students into their interests. So they put their top three interests. Well, first, they come up with the groups. We don't even tell them. We tell them the project, and we're like, what do you think we need to do? Yeah, how do we get this out? How do we do this? And they come up with all the different groups. Right. Well, someone needs to make a schedule, and oh, well, we need to promote this. Well, how do you guys want to do that? Snapchat. We know nothing about Snapchat. Oh, my God. They think that's so funny, too. I I am so happy to delete my Snapchat every semester when we're done with it. When we started, they literally put it on my phone. They made me a bit like, Here's my phone. I don't know if you even know what it's a little person. She looks just like me. Like she you. really does. I know. Shit. Mine does too. Yeah. It also looks like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we look alike. We look alike. Yes. That also confuses students. Yeah. But we let them come up with it and then they tell us what, it, how could they contribute the best? You know, what would they be most useful? What yeah. Role? What do and they want to do? we group them. Yeah. They set their own goals. Yes. They set, and it has to be measurable. So we yes. talk about it. 
creating goals that are measurable. They can't say, I'm going to spread awareness. What does that look what like? What does that mean? And so, you know, how many posters, how many days of the week are you going to post things? What kind of things are you going to post? Um, so they have to come up with a detailed plan. Goal, in individual their, goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they create basically this whole proposal before they even start working on that. So they do that. We look at their goals, make sure that they're measurable and, and doable. And then... Um, they, they kind of get to work. Yeah. And the groups are cross class. So Kelly has some of my students are like in her class. We kind of group the social media groups sort of in one room. Usually Kelly's yes. in charge of that because I'm even less social media savvy. Yes. Miss no Snapchat I feel I'm here. very savvy. Okay. Well, let's not. I can do a mean, mean, mean Facebook. <laughs> but so we'll have like some of my students will be in her classroom. Her students will be in my class. I'm more the logistics person. Obviously. Yeah. That's or else we'd be in the, the number of people who need to be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and we just kind of do it that way. But even before then, they work on an infographic. They made infographics last time. They made visual arguments together. So they're doing group stuff almost the entire semester. Yes. So that when we get to the project, it's not all of a sudden. Now we're wow, going to do something. we have to group groups? Right. Groups in different classes. And like, yeah. it's just, we've trained them from the jump. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think same thing with... Um, with the accountability piece, like we don't oh. let them turn in late stuff. Like we kind of train them throughout. Well, here's the thing. By the time we get to the media campaign and that, we don't even have to worry about no. accountability because they will get on each other. They do. So there was this one guy. Remember the guy that went to Ireland? Yeah, well, he was mine. <laughs> one of my students was supposed to be working in his group. And I think your student texted him, where are you? And he was like, oh, I'm in Ireland for a week. He hadn't told anyone. Not in his group. Not yeah. me. Nobody knew. So she came to me and she was like, what am I supposed to do? I was like, well... Figure it out. We, we still have this job to do. So what are you, I mean, this yeah. is now the real world. What are you going to do? She's like, well, I'm going to take his roles and divvy it up between the four of us. So that sounds smart to me. And so that's what they did. They, I mean, they kept going. And yeah. so. They do get graded on their participation. In their yeah. Life. Yeah. He got changed. Um, so that has happened. I mean, if they're not there, I had a guy, his roommate had keys. I don't know. Some drama where he couldn't get to class. He FaceTimed yeah. the whole time. So, I mean, there's this, a, a huge buy-in at that point because they're used to letting us down. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they don't care about, like, ah, no. I'm just not going to show. But, like, when they are in groups and those relationships have been cultivated, they feel like they're disappointing their group yeah. members when they don't go. And I I have noticed, I mean, how many fires do we have to put out with the group thing? I'd say f- three. Yeah, I mean, barely any. And usually I, I ask them, well, what do you think we should do about it? And they'll propose a solution. I'm like, sounds good. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, we just really have learned that the more we get out of their way – the better they do. Absolutely. And that was really a hard lesson, though, because in the classroom, you're kind of used to being in control, and it took a lot of risk because this project was going to be pretty um, public. Yes. And if it failed, it was going to be pretty obvious that it went poorly. Absolutely. Well, and we put a lot of trust in our students. (laughs) And I think that that's something that we always talk about, right? But um, I don't think that we naturally really go there when it comes to our students and trusting that they bring something yeah. to the table that's in just completely indispensable. And the other thing, too, I think by the time we get to the project, we've done so much research about this issue, and they've done research on sort of different different aspects of violence against women, and really it's gender-based violence. And yes. We kind of open it really up pretty wide, um, that they know this is like an issue that's really important and matters. So I think they're engaged in the sense that, like, this is really yeah something that I need to talk about. And then the week of it, when they see everyone on campus and they have students making shirts that and are crying and sharing their stories, they're, I mean, many of them have shared. This was one of the most impactful experiences I've ever had in college. And we had everyone mm-hmm. participate both years. We have not had a student not do their service hours no, that week. Never. Not once. Yep. 
Actually, most of them stay more. Yeah. Even the students who I would have been shocked that they came for their (laughs) scheduled hours. We had last semester, we had a student that did 20 hours. They have to do two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just for their own. Yeah, we give them because extra they're so invested. Hours, but they're so invested in this. How project. many of them have been like, "I'm scared to leave it." Yeah, somebody's gonna mess go. it up. I'm like, yeah. I don't think anybody's gonna mess it up. But you're more yeah. than welcome to stay. And then we had, um, oh, what was I gonna say? I, was, I forgot what I was gonna say. But some of our former students have come back too, and said, that's yep. Oh yeah, one at the end we had them the first time we had them write a letter to the next cohort, kind of saying. Here's what to, you know, so they could hear it from each other. And one of the girls that had really taken a leadership role. That's right. Um, yes. She wrote a letter and was like, do not mess up my project. My class worked really hard on this. And if it is not as good as our project, like that is unacceptable. And she and came she back to check. she threatened them a little bit. And then she did go back to check. And she was like, they did a really good job. Yeah. And they were all really pleased with themselves because we were like, well, that girl, that letter we read you, that was scary. She liked what you did. Absolutely. And they were like, yeah, we did a good job. Yeah. I think we also set the expectation with the mm-hmm. media project specifically because we say, like, you can't see your way out of this. And by see, I mean the letter grade yeah. C. Like, you can't be like, oh, I did 75% of it, right? Like, it's it's oh, all yeah. or nothing. That like, is part of their evaluation. They either meet their goals or they don't. So, so it isn't all or nothing. Right. And I think that holding their feet to the fire like that really shows them that e- either you are going to fully invest yeah. in this and be successful or you are just going to sink. And I, I don't... I've maybe had a couple sink, yeah. um, but they they would have either way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the important thing is that we still met all the objectives of this class. Yes. We were able to meet all the learning outcomes of this course. Uh, we just did them in a different way. Yeah. In a more um, real world, like different, across different genres. I mean, I think they are exposed to just... Such a different experience than they would get in a traditional class. Yeah, I think so, And they so were too. so much more engaged. We can, I, we even, like, do a post-pre-survey and a post-survey and looking at their grades. They we had, This class has a higher success rate. This class has a super high A rate we even I, looked at. Yeah, and it's a harder – I think it's a harder class. I think it's a much harder class, but it's like we're giving them sugar with their medicine so they don't realize how hard it is. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. very true. Yeah, I mean, I think that they become so engaged at the end. They become so invested that it almost towards the end, they, they even say it doesn't even feel like work. Yeah. Because they're just working on a project. Yeah. And if we think about today's students, we have to think about how they have kind of um, grown up in a collaborative learning style, right? And, and so that's what the world is like. I mean, we all work, to, we work, we collaborate yeah. constantly at work. Yeah. And that's what we should be teaching them. So I think they learn a ton of soft skills that they would never learn if I just stood up there and talked to them about rhetorical appeals. And we still do that. We still they but still we, learn rhetorical yeah, appeals. We just do it in the infographic. In the infographic and in their shirts right. too. They create shirts that have to meet the rhetorical appeals too. Yeah. So I mean they're still learning all the same stuff. They just actually get to apply it in a much more meaningful way. Yeah, I think we we do more of that application. Yeah. Like we start with the analysis, but then the rest is like applying and analyzing as you're Moving applying. Moving up Bloom's taxonomy. We're so Bloom's. Yeah, we're, we're at the very blooms. pointy top, <laughs> crushing it yeah. all the time. Right. But I think that also they see us go back and forth. And sometimes we do bicker, right? The first day of Clothesline Project, I'm not a very nice person. No. No. Not, she gets a little nervous. I get intense. And because it, it's the first day and it's like all these things could go wrong. And so... She knows that, right? So, like, she just kind of, I don't yeah. know, even know what you do because I'm. I just ignore you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but it's even like 
figuring out what each other does and and knowing each other's yeah. quirks. And so they get to see us learn how to collaborate and, navigate and work that together. And they yeah. learn how to do it too. Like yeah. a lot of times we're like, what is Dr. Thayer doing? Like, and just, you're like, she's arranging shirts I'm like, again. I don't know, just someone go help her if she <laughs> decides this is important. It's not, but like yeah. this is the journey the she's signs. on. She's like, just help her. Yeah. Somebody humor her, please. And like they will. And then yeah. I'm happy and life is good. And yeah. then, you know. It's a it's a really great project. If, if anybody out there listening is thinking about doing service learning, I would say it's, I've been teaching for 10 years and it's the most rewarding teaching experience I've ever had in my whole life. I mean, by far. Absolutely. And take a, it's going to be risky and it's going to be scary. If you can find a partner, get it, one. It feels a little better to be able to laugh at yourself with an audience than by yourself in the in your yeah. office or classroom. Like, well, then you might cry in your yeah. right. <laughs> office by yourself. <laughs> that laughter turns into crying very yeah. easily. Um, but yeah, no, find a person that Just take has, a risk. And it doesn't have to be in your same dif- discipline. No, not not at, all. at all. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it can be across the, you know, yeah. discipline. <laughs> yes. It can be across the discipline. It can be. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I think that that is kind of the biggest takeaway it, for me is getting out of my students' way yep. and letting them show me what they can do because they can do a lot. And I don't know if with traditional modes of teaching, we allow them the opportunity to do that. I don't think I did. I don't think I yeah. did. I was I was too busy making sure they weren't plagiarizing. That's another thing. Yeah. They, they can't really plagiarize There's this. no, they, like, I don't even think I've ever had a plagiarism issue in this class. Well, no, because they're creating such different, varied sorts of texts that it's not, you can't just Google it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that it, it, it helps a lot with those, you know, we tend to think of teaching as policing. Yeah, and we're not, we're not it's doing not. It's it, The mm-hmm. way that we've organized it has kind of, I don't want to say fully eliminated because, you know, they're clever, but it's definitely <laughs> um, helped with that aspect yeah. for sure. Oh, um, and there was this really great quote. Good, good. You can cut this part out. <laughs> we don't segue very well. No. <laughs> um, in the words of one of our colleagues, your students will never get more excited than you do. So if your students are not engaged, you've got to bring the engagement to your students. Absolutely. And Absolutely. doing a service learning project is one way that I have found, that we have found, that really can do that. And they're fun. They're so much fun. They really are. They're meaningful. They're fun. They're interactive. You get to know your students on a whole mm-hmm. different level. You really do. Yeah. And we just won an award for doing this, so we get to put that on Shout our Shout out. Shameless Shout plug. Out. Yes, we did. It's the Florida Campus Compact. What, I wrote what? it down because we just found out we won it literally today. Community Engagement Educator We'll take award. autographs. So you can beef up your CV. That is definitely And true. help engage your students and have a rewarding teaching experience. So do it. That's it for this episode of Engaged Strategies. To find out more, visit our website at engagedmeaningfullearning.wordpress.com and send us your feedback at engagedmeaningfullearning at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.